consent with Charles Riley. First and foremost, I want to say thank you and I appreciate you to everyone who has been tuning in and has shown uh, support throughout my first two episodes. I genuinely mean this. Thank you and I appreciate it. Episode two didn't garner as much attention as episode one, but I actually expected that. Um, That was pro-life, pro-choice, which I spoke to a lot of people, females specifically, and I kind of knew going into it this, but hearing it from females, you know, just hearing it from them and a lot of them saying that, you know, we're glad that you decided to, you know, speak your truth and put it out there, but a lot of females aren't ready for that conversation yet as far as with men. You know, a lot of females are closed-minded where they feel like men shouldn't have a say in that decision or that process, period. And again, like I expressed last week, I'm not here to tell females what they should or shouldn't do with their body, with their future, none of that at all. So it was expected, and again, it was brought to my attention that they feel in their opinions that it didn't garner as much attention as it should have because a lot of people were close-minded to the topic said a lot of men really didn't give a fuck about the topic and not that women didn't give a fuck but they really don't want to get on hearing a man saying what he feels they should or shouldn't do regardless if you did take the time to listen and were just open-minded to my thoughts and opinions thank you you really don't know how much you love doing something or appreciate doing something until you literally can't do it Uh, today's episode was supposed to come out last week but I had to cancel that and push it to this week because I was feeling under the weather now thankfully uh, I'm starting to improve and starting to get a little better I was around someone who was uh, positive for COVID thankfully I'm negative and everything is good my way But regardless, um, the way it had me feeling, um, all the congestion, just it was it was it was a rough time. It was extremely rough. Uh, And thankfully, like I said, thankfully, I tested negative. I just hate that, you know, affected me doing something that I really loved or something I really wanted to do. This is a topic for me, I feel like. It doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, I'll dive straight into it from a male perspective, from a female perspective. Uh, but we'll start off from a women's, uh, excuse me, from a woman's perspective, you know, first, because I feel like, and more often than not, those lines are invaded and crossed when it comes to young ladies. First, to understand consent, we have to realize what consent is consent is permission for something to happen or agreement to do something like full on full on have to agree but also people have to realize just because something starts off as consensual doesn't mean that a person doesn't have the right to change their mind and I feel like that's where things get dangerous and we get into that territory 
and that conversation of things like rape come into play which rape is unlawful sexual intercourse or any other sexual penetration of the vagina anus or mouth of another person without consent again and or permission rape is a tough topic um Adults get raped. Children get raped. Um, there's no escape from it. Um, and I'm not comparing it to a literal disease. I'm just saying like like a disease, it doesn't discriminate. So it doesn't matter, you know, race, gender, you know, creed. Anyone can fall victim to it. And it's extremely sad, especially for victims, because a lot of times victims literally get victim shamed and get blamed for what they potentially did to bring on something horrible and horrific that happened to them. And I'm just not cool with that, like at all. Uh, Victim shaming shouldn't be a thing, period. But at the same time, that's where it gets tough because I know a lot of people who are accused of rape that didn't rape anyone. And like I said, it doesn't discriminate. You know, a man can be raped also. Um, in this episode, you know, like I said, I'll dive into, you know, different things on the topic, but here lately I've just been hearing certain things whether I like literally physically hear it or not somebody 10 when I see stuff it'll be what people put on social media and a lot of it be having me baffled um two in particular the first I heard that uh, a young lady she had posted that people need to shut the hell up about men being raped like it, it wasn't a thing like period It doesn't exist and men just use it as an excuse to try to be even with women. But there's no way men could be raped because they'd enjoy it too much. Which is selfish and, uh, you know, disrespectful because had a male came out and made that same exact sentiment, uh, shared that same exact thing and said, oh, a woman can't be raped. She enjoyed it. She was wet. The same way I hear all the time with the dude was erect. So that means automatically he enjoyed it. Like it's just not a a natural reaction. Like literally just a natural reaction. It doesn't mean that that sexual act was wanted or justified. It's not what it means at all. What I really also don't understand is... all the time I'll see because people think rape comes down to just physical and I disagree I feel like you can rape people mentally you can rape people emotionally I think rape is a mindset in the sense of you can use anybody but I'm going to use celebrities because they're more out there and in the spotlight and you got certain females that unfortunately you know, grew up in the entertainment business. So a lot of them, you know, 11, 12, 13, 
way different from 11, 12, 13 year olds, you know, when I was that age. When I was that age, 11, 12, and 13 year olds looked like 11, 12, and 13 year olds. You got 11, 12, and 13 year olds now that are stacked as fuck. Um, girls that are built like grown women. Some of them more developed than literal grown women, which is scary as shit because we've always had, you know, rapists. You've always had pedophiles. But now it's like they're worse, like extremely worse. And I'm getting back to the original point that, like I said, that these teenage girls don't, you know, look the same. So then you got guys specifically on the internet. Uh, the comments I read are crazy, uh, disgusting. But you'll be reading the comments that, that grown men be saying to these 12, 13, 14 year olds. Like it's, it's disgusting. But the reason why I even bring it up is because I was mentioning rape mindset. And I think it's weird as fuck it's some weird disgusting ass energy for when these girls turn 18 19 a lot of them are specifically 18 you know they're grown now at least by age um and legally but they turn 18 still in the public eye a lot of them are you know posing for you know magazines where they're not you know nude but they're in, you know, bikinis and, you know, in two pieces. You have some of these 18-year-old females that have a OnlyFans now. And then still, same same with the comments. You'll have dudes like, oh, she's uh, legal now. She's 18 now. So then it's like, so you've been watching this girl since she was 11, 12, 13, just waiting hiding out and, and wait for this girl to turn 18 so you didn't feel as bad about yourself because and try to justify your your uh <laughs> guy got me all um discombobulated but again yeah you watched this girl from 11 to 18 12 to 18 whatever and you're trying to justify all of that that stalking and shit that predatory type behavior that it was instilled that you have inside you with she's 18 she's grown now I don't feel bad for wanting to see her nude but will never admit out loud you've been wanting to see her nude since she was 13 like I said I feel like rape starts starts up top it starts in the head um and it's sad because some stuff, uh, you know, some some rape stuff is, you know, literally just happens, you know, in the sense of, yeah, the dude obviously wanted it, dude was nasty, whatever, you know, and he just took advantage of a, a situation um, in the sense of young girls uh, all the time will be told by older dudes that they're mature for their age no wrong not saying you aren't mature but 
it wasn't that you were mature for your age. It's this dude is 20, 21. You're 13, 14, 15. And the women around his age, they see right through him. Like, they legit see right through him. He ain't shit. Ain't worth shit. Ain't never been about shit. Ain't never gonna be about shit. But that 13, 14, 15 year old, she don't know the... She don't know the difference. She just see that that older dude is interested. So she's doing something right. Uh, she already wants to be an adult. She wants to be grown and have those freedoms. She wants to be viewed as a young woman and not a little girl. So it just ties right into what them type dudes wanted to begin with. So my initial thoughts on rape I didn't realize because you you know you people and they shouldn't you know people just don't walk around and just tell people they've been raped like you shouldn't have to that's something that was in your past or something that happened in your life that's something that's traumatizing so you you know you shouldn't be labeled you know clearly you are a victim but you shouldn't be you know treated you know as such so it makes sense for you not to you know just randomly speak on it I, I don't know why you would I don't want you to I, I hate that you know you potentially went almost went through it or in some cases did go through it but as I was saying earlier I feel like the the victim blaming and shaming it's like at an all-time high I was talking to a gentleman one time, and we were on the, we were talking about the topic. I won't say his name, um, but anyway, I digress. We were talking about the topic, and we were talking about these females, and we were talking about like rape culture stuff like that. And he said something. It wasn't the first time I, you know, have seen it. You know, I've seen it on the internet and shit, but I've never had a legit convo with somebody and they said this but we were talking about how girls whether they were li literally like I said those younger teenage girls grown women whatever you know that be outside and show more cleavage than most or you know body and more showing more skin than most in general ass cheeks hanging out they shorts whatever and he basically said that how do those females get upset when something happens to them like rape because pretty much they were an open invitation like what they're wearing justified what happened to them like it was an invitation <laughs> to what happened because the way that they're dressed which makes zero fucking sense to me like just because somebody hell was walking out on the street naked they deserve to be raped because they quote unquote asked for it yeah I don't really fuck with dude anymore since that conversation uh, you know he showed me then all I needed to know all I really needed to hear um, you know he didn't have children but I brought up you know you know typical fashion like you know how would you feel if that was your daughter she deserved it right like she brought it upon herself because the way she dressed so now it's justified right and he had nothing to say again that's all I needed 
that silence was all I needed. Can't be a hypocrite when it comes to those type things. Same way in school. Uh, even when I was in school, it was still going on. But you know, I still see it. I still see it's a thing that in school, female, young females are being forced to change. You know what they're wearing because their appearance is quote unquote distracting to the young boys' learning. Again, we're blaming these young ladies because they're being sexualized which is crazy because they'll be they get sexualized whether they literally are have on anything revealing or they don't so that's more something that not only society needs to work on and fix but also those young men's parents i have two boys and i'm not going to send them out the house with the mind state you know the mind state and the mindset of oh baby she uh she's wearing revealing shit she wants something to happen you know shoot your shot go for the kill you know tell, focus on school focus on your studies obviously it's gonna be enticing it's gonna be appealing you're a man you're going to look that's cool but they're not gonna be on some rape type shit some rape type mentality because females um you know they don't deserve that but at the same time the young men also have to be taught you know those valuable lessons like they have to be taught that just because something is nice is appealing is enticing it, you know treat it like some shit in the store you know look but don't touch you know they're your eyes i'm never gonna tell you not to look yeah i can't tell you what gets you you know excited what arouses you I can only teach you what to do about that. Keep your hands to yourself. It's that simple. And I feel like a lot of you parents don't teach your kids that. And I'm, and I'm mainly talking about you parents with male kids. And a lot of times in their answers, the shit that they say uh, in rebuttal literally makes no sense at all. And again, it tries to justify the behavior they do by blaming the potential victim or even if they're you know or literal victim because what they had on when they were walking up the street is why they got pulled into the dark alley and what happened to them happened to them because of them we got to kill that shit and we should have killed it yesterday now rape comes again in all shapes and forms um, a lot of times it starts young extremely young and not um, obviously other people to other you know to people's children but mainly it starts you know in the household itself with um, you know with incest incest is actually responsible for 11% of rape victims now normally in those uh, households, it said that it's going to be performed by either the father or the stepfather. 11%. 16% by other relatives. But mainly it starts at the father and the stepfather. Um, now, it's terrible either way. I'm going to start with the stepfather. The stepfather comes into the situation where obviously it's bad in general. They're a fucking minor. Um, but 
I hear a lot of people that'll be like, you know, that's my step, that's my step cousin or my stepsister. Technically, we're not related. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, man. I like however you want to look at it is how you look at it. I just don't, you know, agree with it. Like technically, regardless of the situation, that is still your relative, you know, especially if marriage is the reason why. Damn sure she need be doing that or thinking of that. But it happens way too often and it's not spoken about. You know, it's very taboo. I mean, nobody's going to, you know, speak about it. A lot of times, that's why you don't, you hear these children either never talking about it or coming out when they're adults, you know, and saying it because they feel like they're in a better situation. You know, they, they feel like they're, you know, they're more comfortable. They're stronger, you know, to handle the backlash and handle the shit that comes with it. And then if you come out as a kid, because a lot of times that other parent doesn't believe them. And if it's me personally, and my child comes out and says it, it's automatically going to get entertained. And the problem is, it's not always entertained. And a lot of times it's dismissed. So then later on, when bad shit happens, as far as to that child as far as like a lot of them like the the rates are high on those victims that actually you know commit suicide and now you lost your child and you're like why they told you why you just were you just didn't want to listen so hopefully you're listening more to your kids about certain things um and not even necessarily about um as far as if they were literally physically touched, because a lot of times it doesn't start off that way. A lot of times it start off, uh, it starts off way different in the sense of, you know, just like looks. Like I'll see a lot of times, a lot of young females, you know, being the comfort of their own home, and now their uncle is over, and they just don't feel comfortable, you know, because they're in a you know, they're in a little crop top, they're in some little, you know, some little booty shorts or whatever the case may be and feel like they're getting those looks. And I feel like the parents in those situations be worse because I've heard all the time, you'll hear it, you know, I heard it as a child and hear it now where, you know, parents will be like, you can't dress, you know, when Uncle John comes over, make sure you have on this or you have on that. Like, why should she get out of her comfortability in her own home or she got to stay in the back room when the uncle is over? Like, what's wrong with the uncle to the point where she can't be dressed a specific way around him? Like, those are the questions that we need to be asking first. But again, those are the questions that aren't being asked. <laughs> you know, you just going along with you know shit that I feel like we should have should have never been a thing but at least realistically you know it's a thing we need to do our best to try to do away with it especially in trying to make our youth and these kids feel more comfortable around certain people but specifically relatives because you would think relatives 
won't hurt you, you know, in any way, shape, or form. But in my personal experience through life, whether seeing it um, or being victim to it, you know, being family, it, it literally doesn't mean a thing, regardless of the topic. But I digress uh, from the original point um, of incest where, again, 11% That's crazy. Responsible for 11% of rape victims. Um, like I said, a stepfather and father and 16% by other relatives. Now, more than one in three women have or will experience sexual violence in their lifetime. For men, it's one in four. One in four men. But it's different for women. I'm not saying that every time it's acknowledged with women, but I feel like it's really never acknowledged with men. And I feel like that's why a lot of times... Uh, it's a double standard. A lot of times, uh, things that would be a public outrage if men did it to women, women do it to men, and it's just overlooked. Like, it's not that serious. I've seen men try to come forward uh, and speak on sexual, you know, violence that they have specifically went and personally went through, and it was, you know, pushed under the rug was pushed under the rug because it's and it's crazy not only was it pushed under the rug but more often than not when a young man comes forward about sexual violence and or rape they're labeled gay or homosexual like what like what bro you got some pussy what the hell yeah i see it all the time sadly you see it all the time it's like you got some ass and you coming forward mad about the fact that you got some ass gay and a lot of young men don't come out men in general but a lot of young men don't come out and say anything like they don't say anything at all they just you know suffer in silence whether it's male or female that shouldn't be a thing but more specifically um, with males it shouldn't be a thing it's extremely sad and again hopefully that's something that we can work towards in the future but people also have to understand that uh, with rape it does way more damage than just physical like obviously you know physical you know which can include bruising um, genital injuries uh, like that we know that is you know often spoke of uh, people a lot of times dismiss and or ignore what it can do to people as far as, you know, it being chronic, um, as far as it being psychological, as far as depression, anxiety. We talked about it a little bit earlier, suicide, you know, and suicidal thoughts, even if they don't ever fully go and commit suicide the thoughts are there they feel less than they feel and I've, I've seen this and heard this from an actual person but also seen it on like law and order where uh, a female says she felt like damaged goods 
so that ended up affecting her whole life as far as relationships she wanted to you know typical female for the most part wanted to get married have kids you know big house with the dog and the white picket fence all of that was in her dreams and aspirations but it affected her so bad that it, it, it affected the relationship sometimes in the sense where you know they don't want to be as physical and of course you know you either got the partner that's going to respect it or they're not you know depending on obviously not just character but sex drive it, it, it has to be I've never personally at least that I know of I've never personally dealt uh, or been in a relationship with someone who has experienced you know sexual violence or rape in their life so I can't sit here and say what I would or wouldn't do as far as if I was in that situation you know it'd be extremely insensitive uh, for me to speak on or judge anyone who couldn't handle being with the victim um, and I can't judge the victim for how it affected them there's also post-traumatic stress uh, disorder sexual health problems including cardiovascular uh, gastrointestinal like it just goes way far and beyond than you could ever imagine and you know I knew a little bit uh, about the topic I feel like a lot of these topics when I was sitting around and deciding what I wanted to talk and speak about that I had some you know prior knowledge to it but when I tell you the satisfaction you get through research and that's positive and negative whether it's like wow you know I didn't know that how can I be an advocate for that how can I help with that or negative where you're like fuck that's that really happens where it just changed your whole mindset about the topic like I felt like with this uh, topic itself I felt like I you know that it affected me severely but even more now I've had people that I never of course would have known people that are friends whether I've known them a few years or my whole life um, that have gotten comfortable with talking and talking in the sense of putting it out there they've been raped and I'm just baffled like I don't really know what to say to them you know I'm not going to treat them like a you know you know a charity case and be all you know obviously you want to be empathetic but you know and show some sympathies you know any human you think would but you know I don't want to treat them differently because I know something about them they're still that person that they are that vibrant person they are they just not labeled literally just a victim or damaged goods so um, I hope that if you are out there dealing with people who have experienced sexual violence, male or female, uh, rape specifically, that you're doing all you can to help them mentally, physically, emotionally, just doing what you have to do to let them know that they're not alone. And if you feel like you can't do that, then it's probably best that you just leave that person alone because they deserve whoever they you know come in contact with they deserve their 
undivided attention, uh, sympathy, and respect. And I'll leave that at that. I also, in my research, saw that rape victims are also uh, more than likely in their lifetime, even if they weren't before, they're more likely to smoke, um, more likely to use drugs, they're more likely to abuse alcohol than the average person would. Even, like I said, it goes one or two ways. You got the people who kind of stay away from sexual activity because they they never establish being that comfortable with it or you got the ones where it just opens the floodgates now they're out here fucking any and everybody uh, even if it's hazardous to their health uh, or risky you know out here sleeping like I said with any and everybody uh, whether protection or safety precautions are used or not they're just you know multiple partners it's just crazy how it affects everybody differently uh, like I said before so it's just crazy to see the wear and tear that it does on different people because not one person is the same this number was staggering to me um, it's estimated that $122,461 per rape victim is spent a hundred and twenty two thousand four hundred and sixty one dollars it's it's fucked up and bad enough that it's wearing on these people like I said physically mentally emotionally but then now you digging into you know financially a lot of them for the help that they try to you know seek uh, the the places that they you know, check themselves into to get help, to speak to a professional or other people with the same likeness that have been through the same things. It's it's extremely wild. Uh, I'm never going to tell somebody what they should or shouldn't do after experiencing sexual uh, violence. Do what you need to do to your best ability be comfortable live your best life and don't let anybody tell you different it's <laughs> that is crazy um, along with that um, that number because that, and that's affected that number like I said is all, of course it goes into facilities and it goes into you know things of that nature but also um, criminal justice activities, uh, lost productivity as far as a, a job, you know, nine to five, whatever. You just don't move the same. And it affects their pockets uh, traumatically, excuse me, dramatically. Um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's extremely wild to me. What all goes into the you know the thoughts the mental the mind state of these victims um, i don't want to just stop you know at doing a podcast and you know and bringing awareness to it through a podcast you know i want to be an advocate uh, i want to contribute somehow some way 
I'm still learning. And if there's people out there that are already got their hands uh, dipped in, you know, different ventures, trying to understand, trying to help, hey, reach out to me and let me know. Uh, I genuinely am tired of um, just sitting on the sidelines and wanting to do more when I have the capability to do more. But in some cases, humble enough to admit that I, you know, lack the education needed to proceed and go further. But I'm always willing to learn. Always. The only thing that I feel is unfair about rape is that, again, it's mainly, mostly always centered around women. This here was one of the most interesting things that I uh, found in my research that before 1980 statistics for rape involving men where men were the victim they weren't even kept at all I guess it's always been kept as far as women but before 1980 it wasn't kept on men at all like like you think throughout history it was non-existent and again just like old girl said you know it can't happen men can't be raped whether they're men or boys you know boys dealing with these catholic priests you know those fucking perverts um or i i had read that a lot of it happens in foster homes and yeah, it's wild. <laughs> like, it's extremely wild. Uh, all the places I saw, uh, juvenile centers, uh, you know, it's, it's potential teenagers. Like, it happens often. Um, the one that really threw me off was that it happens in prison. Um, and not the prison where, you know, other inmates, you know, we you know about that. Um, but, and of course, you know... Uh, officers uh, correctional officers whatever staff some of them sleep with the inmates you know I know this but again me being ignorant figured that if it was a guy in prison and he was sleeping with a, a female you know officer that obviously he wanted it you know obviously you know, he's in prison. He can't get it on the regular from a woman. This is automatic. So I have to admit that at a certain point, I was also extremely ignorant and uneducated on the topic and assuming that it was always, you know, wanted when it's not. Uh, numbers are staggering also as far as how many inmates have reported um, being you know, raped and taken advantage of sexually while being incarcerated. You also be surprised at how often that shit is swept under the rug. Like you pretty, you probably got a pretty uh, good idea how often, you know, especially they they're treated like property anyway, and not like human beings as they still should be. But yeah, it's a uh, it's very sad. It's very unfortunate as far as them being overlooked and disrespected again uh, we spoke about it a little bit but just to you know harp on it again 
um, with men often with their when they come forward with their truths about being sexually abused um, they're dismissed and you got people that be like man you the man okay okay you getting it you getting it like he don't want to be labeled the man you know not everybody's a gigolo you know not everybody wants to you know fuck everything that moves which is you know sad because that's a huge you know stereotype and assumption that all men want to fuck everything that moves when it's just a hundred percent simply not true um if you know people like that cool uh don't associate that person with the next male vulnerability really really doesn't get any attention because you know you it's crazy we should as men we should be taught early on that it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to be quote unquote in our feelings um it's okay to say what we want what we like what we don't like uh, our fears we should be able to talk about all that but it's just it's never really been a thing especially growing up in the hood like it it just it wasn't a thing you know you have to be tough your daughter falls you're gonna off her if your daughter falls off of her bike she's picked up her boo-boos are taken care of she's kissed on the forehead you okay boy falls get up brush it off Keep it pushing. Be tough. There's nothing tough about not being in tune with your feminine side. Nothing at all. So then you have a generation of guys and no excuses because clearly you're an adult. So you at that time, at that point, you're able to make your own decisions. You can't blame trauma not saying trauma doesn't play a part but you can't blame tra all traumatic experiences on whether or not you decided in life to make a difference or you decided to do better whatever but again i'm sorry i digress that we should be taught that early on because and again then you have uh, a bunch of men who actually it feels like they you know being raised in their relationship <laughs> they're in their relationship and their relationship is failing because their female feels that they lack empathy you know feels like they're a narcissist they feel like they aren't in tune enough with them emotionally but a lot of them it's true they aren't <laughs> they weren't taught that way now they're learning that while they're with you and it's no excuse but as the female too, you also, you know, talk to you, man. You have to realize mental health is extremely important, which we have an episode coming up uh, that'll dive into mental health because I feel like that damn sure ain't talked about enough. And if when it is talked about yet again, not men, men have to be tough. Men have to figure it the fuck out. Mm -hmm. So male vulnerability needs to be hyped up more it needs to be talked about more and it needs to be extremely heightened 
I have, I've spoken on it already. I have an eight year old and a 15, 16 month old in West. And I will try to do my best to teach them that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not always be tough. It's okay to have fears. Uh, There's nothing wrong with it at all. It doesn't make you, which is sad that they incorporate in men, uh, excuse me, associate with men that vulnerability or feelings equals gay. You're, you're a homosexual when that's just not the truth at all. And I hope that that dies as well. So much shit I hope that dies. And I'm going to continue to harp on that negative shit that I feel like has been strong for generations and generations. But I feel like those curses need to be broken. It gets worse when men are victims of rape or sexual violence by other men but whether out of prison or in they really aren't going to speak on that one that's when they really feel like you're going to disrespect them uh, call them out their name call them homosexuals you know they're not tough because they let another man out muscle them whatever that's that's also far uh, from the truth wrong is wrong you know regardless the situation the same way a victim is a victim stop blaming the victim and I feel like we'll be better off if we do that men again if you don't have anybody at all because a lot of times a lot of us didn't a lot of us don't um, I didn't really start talking about my mental health until I was pretty much 28 I just turned 31 uh, back in July so, you know, a lot of us don't even get to this point. A lot of us never talk about it. And then a lot of them end up committing suicide when all they needed was somebody to talk to, but didn't have anyone to talk to. And it's bad enough that they didn't have anyone to talk to. But you, the, the people they tried to reach out to didn't treat it as if it was important enough to speak about like at all it wasn't important to speak about it wasn't important to acknowledge that person felt like they were alone you the same motherfucker that will be at the funeral swearing up and down that you loved them missed them and had no idea they were going through some shit but your ass knew they was going through some shit but it wasn't important enough for your ass to fucking acknowledge and that shit honestly pisses me off me personally and I think it, it upsets me more because there's times that I feel like I should have been there um, for people when they reached out. I, I feel like a, a large percentage of the time I do when I am because we all go through our own shit, but no excuses. I feel like a large percentage of the time that I am, but I know I failed, whether it was a relationship, whether it was uh, a friendship, um, siblings, uh, specifically uh my younger brothers I feel like I wish in a lot of situations where they came to me I would have acknowledged and respected what they had going on and what they were feeling at the time I can't go back in the past and change that I could only work towards a better future and understanding that everybody needs different things especially mentally so I personally, I'm, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm going to work on it also because I'm not perfect. 
and I also again I too could be better in the same department that we're discussing the same topic that we're discussing I'm not the greatest at but again I'll be better in closing on this topic I feel like it'll never clearly go away Uh, a lot of shit in life will never go away but that doesn't mean that we can't work towards either eliminating it or you know knocking it down to where it's not it's common um no is no you can't say that enough literally no is no uh young men that that woman does not um have to have sex with you if she consented cool you were starting and she changed her mind because her comfortability changed or she just wasn't feeling it let it go it literally is not that serious at all and my my sons first and foremost will know that that it is not that serious and there will always be other women there will always be other times respecting other people and having decency and compassion for other human beings is not weak it's necessary um if you listen to this episode today and you'd like to ask any questions, uh, I'm always up for open discussion. Again, I finally just put myself out there and decided that this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. And I want to be an advocate for this. I, I take this topic very seriously. But I'm also open to other thoughts and opinions on the topic. Thank you for listening. This is Charles Riley. And this has been Consent. You guys have a blessed rest of your day.